Welcome back to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Episode 199, Adrian and I are chatting about Airbnbs. Let's go. Hello, my friend. Hey, good morning. I, I'm sorry, right you, into caught, it. you caught me mid stretch. My back is killing me. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? No, I'm fearful of the chiropractor. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm considering to go and see one. I've I've heard good things, but even watch. You ever watch where they put the strap at the base of the neck, the back of the head, and then they like yank it back and pop your neck. Mm. It's scary. Yeah, no, that's not what I had in mind. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so today. Yeah, you had uh, heard a conversation on the radio well, this morning. It's been a hot topic in media, on social, on radio. Um, a few reports were published that Airbnb prices in Toronto are now equivalent to hotel prices. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Because you're getting more, generally. When, so well, define more. Like, it all depends, I guess, on what you would want in your... Well, you're getting I don't know a, if it's a vacation. It could be just a stay, a one-night stay. You could be traveling. It could be a whole sorts of things. You're getting a but, fully functioning kitchen. Well, I suppose it depends on what you are renting, because there are... Airbnbs where it's shared accommodation too. They still do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, could be a dark dungeony basement. It could be... You don't know what you're getting. Well, I really. think the appeal in the beginning was often... The nice... Th it's cheaper than a hotel. The nice thing about a hotel, like if I rent a room at the... Continental Breakfast. Fairmont Royal York. The free muffins and orange juice. There's nothing free at the Fairmont, I don't think. I would hope they include breakfast, no? No. You can't order room service, man. Um, but there you go. You got the ability to pick up the phone and order food to your room. You, you got can do nice, that with Uber Eats. You got nice clean towels. You got somebody coming and cleaning the place while you're, while you're there. You ensure sanitization is up to snuff. Um, Are you? you because gotta, we had a conversation the other day, I think it was on one of the podcasts, where you said... Don't bring a black light to a vacation. Well, that's any... If I went to your home with a black light, I could assure you I'll find things too. Probably. Um, so that's that's anywhere. Like if it's not your body fluids, then, you know, uh, leave that black light out of the <laughs> yeah, equation. Not, yeah, uh, you're going to ruin all of my future vacations for me. You'll, you'll never buy a used couch again. bring bed linens. Pack an extra suitcase. I I suppose. I actually did that when I used to stay at, like, hotels and motels more frequently. Really? I would bring uh, a sheet and my pillow. I often bring my own pillow. Yeah. Flo's nodding. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have good night's sleep. Sometimes the pillow is not your pillow. and Yeah. Well, so why do you think the prices have gone up, though? Because I th I would imagine... In other markets, like we'll say cottages, as an example, I think they've come down because there was a spike during COVID where everybody was going there 
and now everybody is now able to travel again. I don't know that they've come down. I think I think what's happening now is supply is opening up a little bit, like you're saying. Um, so the rental properties, and this holds true really in real estate, not just short-term, but like long-term rentals too, right? The ones with a less desirable location have seen a bit of an impact in in the rents. Well, it's all supply and demand at the end if of the day. If you have a cottage that's on a beautiful waterfront and you can have water activities there and it's accommodating your family, I think those prices has have still gone up. I don't know. Um, but I'm just speaking to Airbnbs, <clears throat> you got to think a lot of the people that own these Airbnbs did purchase those properties potentially at higher prices. And now they might be subject to higher mortgage payments because of the variable mortgage uh, that they might have on it. And now the payments are higher. So that's one possibility. And then just like, why are gas prices so high? Well, it's all supply and demand as far as real estate is concerned. So I know, I mean, in Toronto, they've really cracked down. There's a lot of condominiums that won't permit it. So maybe there's maybe they're shutting down many of there's them. There's a lot of municipalities and towns and cities that have a lot of regulations now against short-term rentals. Yeah. Well, we had a podcast about Airbnb a while back, and I think, I can't remember what it was. Anyways, we talked about how municipalities were going to crack down on it. And shortly after that, when Brampton came out and said minimum stays are 30 days, which a lot of places are doing. Yes. Um, so that would imagine somebody, and I don't think that they're grandfathering anybody into that. No. I wouldn't think. So no. imagine you bought something a few months prior, and now all of a sudden you've had a lucrative you know, uh, Airbnb property. And all of a sudden, now you can't take on those one, two, three day, three night. You're gonna. So, let's just say you have a property. You're renting it out on a nightly basis. You're allowed to do that. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. So these reports are saying the prices of staying in this Airbnb versus a hotel room are very similar. So I'd love to hear feedback from people that are regular Airbnbers or um, frequent hotel visitors yeah. Uh, because to me... I'm going to look something up as you talk. To me, it makes no sense. You stay at a hotel. It's nice and clean. You've got the service. you got room service. you got a, uh, a restaurant there. Um, you know, I, I don't know why you would stay in somebody else's property and not take advantage of having all of those extras if you're going to pay, pay the same. Well, one thing in Toronto I read a while ago, I just wanted to see to confirm it. So in Toronto, short-term rentals, listen, I, I, ever since you started picking on me for saying it that way, I start listening to people. And there are a lot of people that pronounce it all so of the you, syllables. You know what we should do? We should hit the streets, grab the cameras and the gear, and go for a day trip to Toronto. And we'll poll people. Okay. Okay, here. Short-term rental operators, which in Toronto, this is in Toronto, uh, which 
in Toronto is less than 28 consecutive days is considered short term. But short term rental operators are people renting, oh, it says right here, their homes or rooms on a short term basis for a period of less than 28 consecutive days. These operators need, operators need to register with the city and are required to collect and remit a 4% tax. Um, so, the, so their costs are going up. So that could be contributing to it. The other thing that's interesting, a lot of Airbnb people don't realize, is it is now a business. So when you sell it, you have to charge HST. Yeah. And if you don't, it could come back to bite you. The, the buyer has to pay HST. Yes. Um, but the buyer, if it's a business, they'll they'll claim it back in their yeah. remittances. Um, well, just on that note, if you if you are thinking or have thought about purchasing a property for the purpose of short-term rental, whether it's Airbnb or not, because Airbnb is the known brand now for that type of accommodation, and they've done a great job in, in carving that niche out. But there are still a lot of other companies out there that deal with short-term rentals, specifically with cottages, uh, for sure. Yeah, you got little niche markets. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of websites out there that you can book stuff and whatnot. But if you own an Air, we'll, we'll still reference it as an Airbnb. If you still own an Airbnb right now, what a lot of people don't recognize is the successful Airbnb properties are a business. And they have a lot of expenses that you don't recognize. So a lot of them hire somebody to do yard maintenance, make the, uh, obviously if it's a condo, you don't have that. But if it's a detached, a townhome, a semi-detached home, whatever, you're going to have lawn maintenance and gardening. Yeah. Um, you're going to have cleaners. Well, you're even, the people that are really doing it right are even having like welcome gifts and baskets I and was, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That so, ends up. so they they have a basket with a bottle of wine, some local uh, bakery bakery goods, um, you know, maybe a gift certificate or a gift card for something local, like um, a restaurant down the street. Well, one of like our that. one of the real estate agents on our team runs um, a rental property yes. out of uh, well, is it Perry? Give him a shout out. Oh yes, Steve Chicato. I don't know what his property is called or how Echo to find it. Echo Echo so Bay three, Getaway. Three Mile Lake. Yeah. So in Burks Falls. Or yeah. In, so not only one and not only is it hard to find companies up there to do things like lawn maintenance and cleaning, but at the chance like recently he his cleaner wasn't available, so he had to drive all the way up there to do the turnover. And he's got a big half ton pickup truck. I can't imagine he probably went through a close to a tank of gas, let alone the time involved in that, right? He took it off of his, uh, oh, maybe it's on his link tree. I'm just creeping him on. Uh, oh, interesting. He took it off of his. Um, maybe he's done for the season. Instagram. Maybe he wants to use it. He's been booked up. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Echo Bay Hideaway. Echo Bay Hideaway. There you go. If you're looking Echo for a Bay little hideaway. getaway. Just north of Muskoka. Yeah, Three Mile Lake. It's technically, I think, Emsdale uh, that it's in. Um, it's four bedroom, two bathroom. That's four lake, season, too. Lakefront. Yeah. yeah. He's had some 
uh, renters that have gone for two weeks, three weeks, like a little bit longer term, which is. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is Airbnb and all these companies, they when people think of it, they think short term vacation rentals. But there's a huge market for uh, three to six months, right? Like in between closing on properties, stuff like that. Um, oftentimes that's actually really big. There is a huge, huge market for that. Yeah. Well, and these are often people that are in dire need of accommodations, whether right. And insurance companies too. Furnished accommodations. Yes. Yeah. Houses burning down, needing short term rental until they get Mm -hmm. things figured out. Insurance companies probably pay big bucks for that. New immigrants. New immigrants in between closing, closing on new house gets delayed, whatever. Yeah. New people coming for a new job but don't want to buy right away. Yeah. But they do they also don't want to be committed to a twelve month lease. Spouse cheats on you and you just want to leave. I suppose. <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I mean there's a long list of reasons that somebody would want um we'll call it like a mid range rental. Yeah. More than a month. I think less that's than actually more lucrative. I would think so. Because your expenses actually will go down because you're not yeah. turning it over as often. Yeah. Um, and if you find a good, we'll still refer 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 to them as uh, tenants. tenants. Yeah. Uh, or customers. Maybe. Cus- yeah. Somewhere in between. Yeah, that's a good point. Guests. Because it doesn't. Guests. Well, that's another thing is. And I can't speak to it, but at what point do they fall under the Residential Tenancy Act? Um, oh, I remember reading about this. There was an issue in Hamilton, I think I read. Yes. Somebody didn't want to leave. Yeah. It's a good point. Should look into that to freshen up on And that. then if you're doing those types of rentals, does it no longer qualify as a business? I just realized I'm chewing gum. I never chew gum during a podcast. I haven't noticed. <laughs> I don't think you've been chewing like a horse. Right. So there's a lot of things to That's consider. That's one of my pet peeves. You ever sit down and chat with somebody and they're chewing gum and they chew like a... Yeah, but some people can just manage to pull it off. I don't know. Like there's, I feel like there's some people that can chew like a llama, but it's like you're doing it cool. Like it looks fine. Like you're... Do you know what I mean? No. Well, he was chewing politely. I mean, like, actually, anyways, I, I can't look up the answer to my question uh, on such short notice. But that would be interesting to know. At what point does it become wow. a residential for, tenant Yeah. versus a, a vacation rental? Because there's a lot of things that change from tax laws to tenancy laws. I wonder laws. what happens. I, I don't know if anybody that we know personally has experienced that, but maybe somebody listening or watching has, even if you have a guest in your Airbnb for two nights and they don't want to leave. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. Like, are you calling the cops and saying, hey, they're now trespassing and kick them out that way? Or like, have they paid? Do they, are they making an effort to pay for another night though? Are they trying to stay for free? I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, all of the scenarios that could happen. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing about that. But yeah, I would think that's what you do is call the police. Yeah. Airbnb is not sending a representative. Let me right. Me. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. I don't know. 
Anyways, it's uh, would you ever consider? So if I said so, we sold our income property on Broussard. Yeah, um, we've been talking about what our next real estate investment is going to be. We've been in a holding pattern now for a few months as the market stabilized. I think it's stabilized a bit now and has obviously decreased in value. So there are opportunities out there as an investor. Mm -hmm. Would you consider something as an Airbnb property? Where? I don't know. If I you guess were it, to, where would you? So so now if, now you're talking to our potential investors out there too, right? Like, yeah. So I would, um, but it, it depends on, like for me, I, I'd have to do research to figure out what the market is like locally for that uh, versus like say vacation, more vacation-like such as a cottage. Right. Um, I would think like the idea of a cottage appeals to me if it's the right place that's set up properly like a lot of cottages are higher maintenance in general like every cottage vis is visitors higher maintenance don't in know anything about septic systems they right. don't know you know power is going to go out regularly they call you and they're like oh my god my son just flushed a box of crayons down your toilet yeah yeah well i won't say who but there was an incident at a cottage many years ago where the owner tells me and laughs about it now but there was people at the cottage having a big party and they told him oh the septic or the toilet's not flushing so he had to take it all apart he came in he took the toilet out they were flushing condoms down the toilet yeah so it clogged up the system and it's like you guys are idiots like moving coming up here from the city you obviously don't know anything about septic systems and that's gonna and happen they don't read anything they don't read anything yeah like, you know all these cottage owners that are running the airbnbs always have their signs and their booklets and their emails but but okay get, so people get drunk why and they, why yeah you know in a hotel you have a concierge and somebody that checks you in and says the restaurant is down the hall we have room service available from this time to this time your room you go down this way like they guide you a little bit and if if you have any questions you can ask or pick up the phone and ask whatever with Airbnbs, a lot of them, they'll just send you the lockbox code or tell you where the key is, and you just go and it's free rent, especially with cottages. Yeah. You just go and it's free rent. Like what, Like if I was the owner of an Airbnb cottage, I might have either myself a or a representative <laughs> meet the people, make sure they're checked in, make sure whoever's there was who was booked to be there. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, it's me and my my lovely wife. And well, the challenge though with that is, oh, are you driving into the bush to go sit at the cottage and hope the people arrive on time, versus a hotel where they're they're working anyways and check-in is between. Well, you still have a check-in time and a check-out time with an Airbnb. It's no different than a hotel. Not necessarily. Yeah. It's like okay, you cannot be here any earlier than this time. Right. Right. But they could show up five hours later. It's theirs. But you have communication time. with them. Okay, so your check-in time is 3. Are you planning to come for 3 or later? Right. I guess if you're communicating and you say, hey, just so you know, one of our representatives will meet you there. Yes. Let me know when you'll be arriving. Or please call us when you're an hour away so we can meet you there with the keys. Right. Yeah, and that's, how, that's the only way you're getting in. Right. There's no lockbox. Correct. You either meet us or there on there is on and time. you don't have the code. Right. Well, there would for sure there would be one as a backup. Right. 
Would you have cameras? So I've actually thought about this because at my cottage, we have Arlo cameras, just like we do with our um, real estate properties here uh, in our business. Um, we often shut it down while we're there so we're not getting notifications or whatever and it's a very safe spot and and really it's not even for security for us um it was more to check on weather okay um like for me that's what i'm checking you know what you're heading into right especially in and around snow season right like you get into october there's, there are times there are snowstorms in October. Well, I enjoy going up in October. Um, anyways, I thought about that because we've talked potentially, uh, you know, do we rent it out because it could be cash flow positive for us. Um, and then I started thinking, well, we've got these cameras. And if people now start using the cottage, it's not our, our personal cottage anymore. We're renting it out. I would feel less secure about the property. So I would want to keep cameras there. But how would renters feel if there are cameras all over? And even if you tell them they're not on, you know. I wouldn't go somewhere that had cameras unless it was only like on the driveway. Right. Because that's understandable because you want to see who's coming, how many people are staying there. Um, I think a lot of people probably abuse that, right? Like you say it's a five-person cottage and they bring nine. Yeah. And there's four cars in the driveway. Yeah. So I think that happens often. A hundred percent. Because it makes it so much more affordable for people. Sure. Uh, so I would have one in the driveway. And I think that's reasonable for people to expect. And I would be okay with that. Um, I wouldn't go somewhere where they had more. Right. Like if they had one on the beach. Like what if I want to lay down there naked and yeah. sunbathe? Yeah. Right. So that's kind of creepy. And R- then there's the whole, those sausages again. And then there's the whole other aspect of uh, do you trust these places? Right. Like a hotel. I think you just naturally trust them because it's a company and it's, you know, they're trustworthy. But are there spy cameras in the well, ceiling? All those stories about lights? like in motels where they have cameras in the in the fans, yeah. like in the ceiling. Yeah. Or those double sided mirrors. You watch all those horror stories, uh, horror movies yeah. where there's uh, all those things kind of happening. That's actually true. That I does. saw a camera you can get that screws into a light bulb fixture. So, like, if you go on vacation, you can take this camera or light bulb looking thing. You screw it into, like, the lamp beside the bed. Or I guess how would you do that? Cause then it has the, a lampshade. You have a lampshade. I guess you could still hear things. Okay. That's kind of weird. Well, I mean, the idea of it, you can embed cameras anywhere now. Yeah, true. Very hard to decipher one of those. Actually, I may, I would be inclined to do that now when I go away on vacation to bring some sort of camera. Leave it in the room because in my room, in my room. What do you mean? Leave it in the room. So I can see people come, the the cleaners and whatever, the staff coming to. I want to know what they're doing. And now I can know. Well, I remember being on vacation in Mexico, the Blue Bay Getaway. Okay. Um, Not a great, you know, the girl I was dating said, hey, do you want to go away? I said, yeah, of course. Let's go. And 
she didn't have a lot of money and didn't want me to pay for anything. So she's like, oh, I found this place and I wouldn't have picked it because, you know, I like to go to more luxurious resorts. Right. If I'm going to go away for two weeks in the year, I don't want to go to a four-star resort personally. I like to eat. I like to drink. I like, you know, to be pampered a bit. Show up to this place and it's massive, but you can tell it was a cheaper accommodation. Anyway, we were having a good time. Place was fine. You know, it's you don't need all those things to have a good vacation. But I remember one night we went for dinner at one of their a la carte restaurants, you know, the one you make a reservation for yeah. and you you actually put on a, a button shirt and you're going for dinner and we had a nice meal, but the steak, I don't know what kind of meat that was, but it was like grayish in color and, and just You know what it was? You know what it probably was? We found out or Flo told me today that on the weekend Ian ate horse. <laughs> It was probably horse. Horse tartare. He had horse tartare? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. I've eaten something horse before. Uh, Doesn't salami? Was it a salami or something? No. Not that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Poor horsies. But you didn't like the meal? Is that where you're going with it? No. So, uh, no, I didn't. But my stomach also didn't. Okay. And for like a period of 24 hours I had food poisoning and the next day we went down to the pool and my stomach was just going off so I said uh, you stay down here I, I'm going to go and lay down and take a few minutes in the in the room and I get into the room and the cleaner who didn't speak a word of English I caught her sitting on the bed, like at the side of the bed, sitting. And the room was clean and made up. The beds were made, everything, and she was sitting on the bed. And I startled her, mm-hmm. and she just whoop, jumped up. And What was she doing? So I couldn't figure that out because yeah. she, she said, okay, okay, and she left. And I asked her something in Spanish, but my Spanish was probably not good enough for her to comprehend what I was saying. And she left. So that afternoon, we went for my birthday. And that afternoon, my girlfriend said, "Uh, let's take a day trip tomorrow for your birthday. We'll go, I can't remember, it was to go to somewhere you know one of those snorkeling or something yeah i don't remember what it was obviously really memorable um she she said that's my treat for your birthday tomorrow is i'll pay for our excursion oh thank you very nice so we went and saw the tour operator had it all lined up and she said to them okay i'm just going to go back to the room and grab my money she went into her luggage in this like secret compartment with a zipper thing and inside of that was another compartment with her money in it so it wasn't in the safe but it was buried multiple layers in her luggage money was gone 
Oh my gosh. 600 bucks US. So now I knew why I startled that maid and why she was sitting at the edge of the bed. She'd probably been sitting there for 20, 30 minutes going through her stuff. Yeah. And um, no longer do you want that turndown service. Right. But if we had a light bulb camera, we would have caught it. Yeah. It's a good idea. I can start looking for something. That would have been in 2000 and. Because most Seven? places you have Wi-Fi now, right? 2007. So that technology didn't really exist 15 years ago. Right. Or if you just had something recording locally onto a drive, at least right. you've got it recorded. Well, you can take uh, Arlo camera and connect it to their Wi-Fi. Well, I don't know how it works because you probably need, you could probably oh, you only have help. access to like one phone or something. Like you're allowed, do you know what I mean? Like. Like, if you want Wi-Fi, you can maybe allow your camera to use it, but then your phone won't be able to use it because you only get one login. That makes sense. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think so. I saw something recently. I've been looking at vacations. It says two two Wi-Fi connections or something. Okay. Anyway, there's ways to bring one of those kid teddy bears with the the spy cam in it. Yeah. Yeah. Strap teddy to the headboard. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> so, anyways, Airbnb prices are going up. Was that right. the whole premise of this? Yeah. So, Airbnb prices in Toronto are now the equivalent of renting a hotel room. I I think something is going to break. Either hotels are going to say, screw you guys. We're going to undercut you now and make you look stupid. Or they're going to fight the city and get more rules implemented. Exactly. That's why you can't do the... Right. Because at the end of the day, who pays more in taxes and who generates more in revenue and taxes? It's going to be those hotels. Yeah. And there's more money backing them. So more time and effort will be spent in in battling that. But yeah, if I'm a vacationer or a traveler, there's no way unless I'm with my family and I require a full home with, with as you said, a kitchen and... And I'm 100% confident that that's a good accommodation. Like, there are good Airbnb beers out there. Like, they, yeah. they're they actually like hoteliers, hoteliers. Yeah. Um, and do it right while your, your brother and, and sister-in-law, they they do it right. You know, their place looks good. It's clean. They've got all the right equipment and amenities. Um, well, and you should because you're... I mean, you're this, you're starting a business. These are your customers. You got to take care of them. Well, there's but there are a bunch of people out there, sure, that just rent their absolutely disgustingly furnished house. That make is, no effort. Make no effort. There's still like body hair all over the bathroom. Um, yeah, if I would see that, I would lose it. Right? Like, yeah. Well, that exists in every business. There's people that are good, there's professionals, and there's amateurs. So you would you would buy something like a cottage for Airbnb? Yeah, I think it would be. But nothing in town? Like nothing in Milton, Oakville, Mississauga? I think if it was in town, I would focus more on the... The gap rental. One to four months right. kind of thing. And furnished, so. So it's sort of like short-term rentals, but not 
so short term. We should look into that as an option because I think there's going to be, especially in Milton, with you know all these homes being built over the next 12 years, mm-hmm. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of people, especially with fluctuations in the market, that they potentially sell before they close on the new house to make sure they have a certain amount of money in the bank. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the reverse, uh, or actually what's more likely to happen too is, and we've seen a lot of that over the years, the closing date for the new house gets extended and then potentially you're, you're, you're left without a home. Yeah. Well, and more people are selling first and it gives them options, right? Well, I'm doing a training session, um, next week or when is it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. With the... Uh, I hope you're prepared. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the kind of training I don't need to prepare for because yeah. it's more educational based on experience and it's stuff that I know. Um, but, you know, we're going to be talking about pre-construction versus resale, pros and cons, and and how to represent somebody on pre-construction and and all that, but you, you're leaving yourself exposed, right? And um, anyway, the, I think we're going to see a lot of um, options and or opportunities for um, that kind of a, a rental. So, yeah. Well, this year more than any, I can recall uh, numerous occasions where people contacted me asking about short-term rentals you see it all the time we've also some of the facebook groups yeah well we're also having we do a lot of leases we'll do about 100 leases this year so i get calls on some of our listings i had a call uh, on one a week ago and the guy uh is doing an internship at blackberry which i didn't even know they were still around and it's like a team of three yeah and he wanted some he lives blackberry developing right now no idea. Can't be phones. Uh, they must be using like their a very business oriented phones, perhaps. Like that's their target diminishing right. market of all they do is businesses. Secure phone servers and maybe. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, so he wanted something short term, six months to be exact. He was just looking he was working in I guess they're in Kitchener, I think. And yep. he's in Toronto. He wanted somewhere a little bit closer. So lots of reasons, lots of people looking for it. Yeah. And they'll pay a premium. Sure. So, and that's not a bad situation to be in because you can increase the rents when the person leaves a lot easier. Like we have a tenant leaving one of our properties now. They've been there for just a few months, but they realize they don't like it. They don't like, they, they downsize from a house. We help them sell the house. They rented one of our properties we had available. They realize they don't want to be in a condo. So they've bought a house now they're going to move into. They're leaving early. Um, and they're, they're covering the costs of finding a new tenant because that's a responsibility. But now we, the rent's going to be a couple hundred bucks more per month. In that short period of time? Just in that yeah. short period of time. So there you have it. Anyway, for those of you watching, listening, love to hear your comments on this topic on Airbnbs, the cost of Airbnbs. If you have any experiences in renting out an Airbnb as a owner, but also if you've had experiences actually 
being the renter of those properties would love to hear some yeah any hidden sure cameras some, you found i'm sure that, yeah that would be interesting <laughs> i guarantee you there are properties on airbnb that have hidden cameras in them yeah guaranteed there's hotels for sure there we need a device that can detect those things i don't know if they put off a signal or something that would be interesting i wonder if that that must exist, that technology. Something to find electronics, yeah. Right. Now I'm, you think I'm back making to a your, list of things to bring up. Back my next to your vacation. past, all the places you've been. Yeah. Where well, back then it was harder to let's put this camcorder in the you know, yeah. like you couldn't <laughs> in the wall of the big three yeah. inch hole cut out. <laughs> Maybe anyway, the two way mirrors. Nice chatting with you. Likewise. Hope you enjoyed our chat. If you have an airbnb or you've rented an airbnb leave your comments we want to hear your horror stories especially but any feedback any comments thanks for watching episode 199 we'll see you next week